Your family loves it outside. Know who else does? Bugs, ticks, fleas, mosquitoes. They get on your crew, pets, and on your nerves. Spray the bugs away with Wonderside's lab-proven plant-powered lineup for pets, family, home, and yard. Wonderside pest protection sprays exceed the same effectiveness standards required for conventional products, harnessing the power of nature to do the job. Wonderside, it's all good. And just for our listeners, get 20% off on Wonderside.com with coupon code PODCAST. That's Wonderside.com. How are you? Good. 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 Bang on today. So we're uh, chatting to a band, an Irish band called the Murder Capital. Let me read about the Murder So have I told you my... Oh, I told you. I told you tonight. Well, I don't know. What you well, I'd never heard... I heard them in the kitchen about a month ago. I, was, I didn't know who they were, and I heard the track, and I was like, just made my ears prick up. I was like, eh, it's not... And then I sort of forgot about it. And then I heard them, I don't know how, but I heard them on the train going out to London with Nomi. And there's one song in particular that I just Oh, the tingle. Like, the tingle. I got the ting I got a tingles up my spine. <laughs> and I got tingles up my spine within seven seconds of the guitar starting. And Nomi I remember Nomi trying to have a conversation with me and I was just in this fantasy land of being in the murder capital. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, stick yeah, yeah, out yeah. like a sore thumb. What's that guy doing in the back? So, <laughs> so then, then I got home, got the latest album, listening to that, playing it to anyone who'd listen. And uh, I was looking at videos of them going, oh, they're really cool. They got cool. God, this it's is sounding cool. a little, little creepy, but it's fine. That's fine. Why is it creepy? It's Mr. Roachford. Let's go back to your Roachford. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. You're in Nottingham last. I'm creepy. <laughs> Mr. Crybaby Watkins. <laughs> I'm not good. I can't say anything ever. <laughs> uh, so uh, they're basically on the up, these Oh, are they? So we, we may look back at this and go, like, this is... We got to, like talking to the Rolling Stones. Yeah, they'll be doing a video in five years, and they'll go. Oh, oh, let's you, get we'll Joe be on that. David on. They're great. We'll, fun. Be, we'll be on the documentary about them. Yeah, because there'll Probably. be this footage. Yeah, fucking just hell, in case there is a documentary. Yeah, 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 doing. Word. Yeah. So, um, can we tell them that the Murder Capital are an Irish post-punk band based in Dublin? The band consists of James, Damien. Cathal, Gabriel, or Gabriel, and Dear, Dear, ah, can't say his name, Dermot, Dermot. The band are from <laughs> different parts of Ireland, but were formed. I want to know, how'd you get together? Um, how'd, yeah, how'd, how'd you, you get together? They've usually gone to art school together or something. Oh. Are they all on? How many are on? 
Oh, I don't know, actually. Are they in different locations or are they in their studio or something? I don't know. But they're quite intimidating looking. Yeah, I like all that because I want to know if they are. I would not mess with them. I was watching the making of their video and they're like, they're really cool in the video. And I was like, what are you like when the cameras are turned off? Are you giggling? Are you big softies? (laughs) Are you hard nuts? They're not hard nuts, they're poets. (laughs) Poets can be hard nuts, can they? They're sort of similar to Joy Division. Do you like Joy Division? When their songs come on, I go, yeah, I like that, but I don't have it. When do their songs come on? The radio and stuff. What radio? <laughs> what radio station plays Joy? They got a load of radio <laughs> <The> like <stations>. magic. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of. Yeah. Right. Hello. Wow. Hi. Hi. Hey guys. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, how are you guys? Really good, oh, thank you. Over the moon. <laughs> over the Thanks moon. Thanks for having us. No yeah. Problem. How many are coming on? Is it you? James is coming on as well. Um, I'll just give him a, a wee reminder text if he's about. <laughs> now, are you Damien or are you Cal? Cal. Oh, I've been watching you like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm really jealous of you. Da- David said he's watching the making of one of your videos as well. Yeah. Oh, what is that? Um, well, which one was it? It might have been Ethel. It might have been Ethel. It might have been, um, I can't remember. The one where you're in the big room the big hall um that was in uh tickenham right in where sorry is it is it is it tickenham in london twickenham 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 tickenham sounds a lot better yeah i i it just sounds a bit silly yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's supposed to be really isn't it yeah well tickenham tickenham is yeah well, yeah. Twickenham's a bit silly. Yeah, Twickenham sounds like tickle or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like... Um, I've never had a problem you... with Twickenham up to now. <laughs> no, I've got no problem with it. What stupid name for yeah. West London. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? You in? I, I'm in London. Uh, oh, and you in... don't even know Twickenham. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what part of London? I can't wait. I'm in, um, uh, like, uh, do you know where Clissold Park is? Where? Crystal Clissold Park. Park. Clissold Park. Clissold Park. So it's like below Finsbury Park. Oh, uh, right. I don't really know around there. That well. Right. right. Near been, Green Lanes. Have you been there long? Um, I'm actually I'm just staying at friends at the moment. Oh, um, okay. But I, I've lived in London on and off. Oh, know, okay. Last few and, years. and are all the band in London? No, no, only James and Damien are like properly living in London at the moment. How does it Honestly, work? I'm, lo- I'm loving this. I'm yeah, loving sorry. this. We're going in too quick. But how does it work then? How do you? How do we write? What, how do you well, hang, hang on, hang on. I, I feel like I need to set the scene. I always wanted to be in a band. Okay. And I know this is silly, ha, ha, ha. But I'm hoping <laughs> no, at the no, end... that's it. I, well, no, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm yeah, hoping what... at the end of this you're going to go, send us some of your ideas and we'll see if we can tweak them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Release an EP. Yeah. Be careful what you say because David will remember it and go, well, you kind of said you'd do an album with me. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a gig in uh, the windmill, Brixton. Don't please don't promise me. Oh my like god! This. Right, would David front a couple of songs? No, hang on. Is, is that is that what you want to do? No, is I just want to. I want to know what your life's right. Can I? I've told everyone else. I I was pottering around in the kitchen about a month ago, and on uh, I think it's Lauren Laverne's show, they played your song. It's like who's that? Who's that? They sound good. Sort of forgot about it. And then, here we go. Here he is. Hey, Nip. How's it wow. going? Wow. 
Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, you're basically you're writing an album with me after this. We've just agreed. <laughs> yeah, we've agreed. Uh, the debut gig in the windmill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Slightly concerned. Okay. okay. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Mm. Thank you for having us, man. It's a it's an honor. It's cool. Oh, right on. Beautiful. Well, I was just explaining. I heard. I heard. First time I heard you was not that long ago, and then I was traveling up to London with my wife, and I heard Ethel, and I, I was like, within seven seconds, saying to Joe with the guitar part, I was like, "Hang on a minute, who's this?" And my wife, so I just kept playing the song on the train. My wife tried to. We need to sort out the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sort out the radio <laughs> in a minute. And I started imagining being in your band. Yeah. And then I got, in touch, I got in you touch with you. And here we, here we are. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel being in the band in your imagination, David? Well, that's why I want to know. the. I want to know the reality. No, but what's your <laughs> no, reality at the moment? Yeah, yeah. The reality's yeah. better. <laughs> your, your reality. Yeah, go on, David. How how what's what's a week in the in the in the band like? Right, I'm walking down the street. <laughs> differently? Feeling Are you walking differently? About Are you strutting? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm walking. I've got my chest pumped out. Yeah. <laughs> I've got. I know what clothes to people, buy. People love that demeanor. Have you got a better figure? I've got a better figure. I know what clothes to buy. I'm excited about the gig coming up. And uh, what what's the reality of it? <laughs> Not too dissimilar, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Definitely know what clothes to buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. a bit more traveling. Do you know what clothes to buy? Seriously. Do you go, that's cool. Do you just have a go? Yeah, cool. I bought enough shit in my life to now I only buy stuff I'm like really into. <laughs> I've got enough stuff in the wardrobe. I've never been confident in anything. No, you bought some green jeans recently, didn't you, Joe? And you've... Yeah, they went back. They were 11 quid though, guys. Green yeah. jeans. Did you get them from 2011? Where'd you find them? Online. Online. Where, Where online? I think they were Gap for guys. Oh, yes. What kind, yeah. of, what, kind of, right. what kind of what kind of green, Joe? What kind of green? It just... Nearly normal blue. You imagine like like the 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 green tone of a denim, but just green. Oh shit! I know exactly what you're talking about now. They're nice. Yeah. Really? Nice. Sent them back as I well. I sent them back. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I can. I've, I'll have an old email. We'll get oh no. <laughs> you know that you get those old like kind of like uh, tinge of green in a in like a nice leather jacket or a denim jacket. I love that. It's good. Wow. Beautiful. I feel fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it's not even the... lying. I'm going, maybe I'm right. Maybe Petra's wrong. I never thought this. Maybe my wife's wrong. I think you're, you're out of money. Maybe Petra's full of shit. It's the colour of money, Joe. You know, it's the colour of money. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, we need to do this every day. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm puffed up. Sorry. So <laughs> you, you, when did your latest album come out? Recently-ish. It was when? January 20th. Yeah. And it's gone down really well. Yeah. Mm. How does that feel? Come on. How does or that the feel? relief, uh, like not relief, but like uh, there's a certain amount because we were sitting on it for a while. So like it was more like relief getting it out there and then like to actually have some like feedback and th- like we got number one in Ireland and everything. It was just, just lovely. Yeah. That's what you're dealing with, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the big dogs are here. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. Fucking hell, I feel like the gardener or something looking in. <laughs> do you watch do you watch the show ghosts 
No? Never seen that, no. Never heard of it. Oh, the, di- the director got in touch with me last week and said, I'm listening to the Murder Capital, Capital album. He's like, this is nice. This is good. <laughs> oh, All right. what, kind of show, what kind of show is it? Comedy. It's a very Comedy. funny BBC sitcom. I'll check it out. And oh, it's, sweet. it's brilliant, actually. It's really good for all the family. Any room for a murder capital sink? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now, now that Simon's in there. Simon, Simon Hind, yeah. Simon Hind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, man. What do you think of the name Murder Capital, Joe? Even that, I was like, oh, even that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Who came up with that? Who, yeah, who's so, who? That was, uh, that, was, that was me, yeah. Was, was it? Me. Yeah. Well, right. Did you just pop in your head or? It, it, quite literally, yeah. I think there was there was a period where we were just playing together. We were playing under my name, sort of out of college. We formed, you know, this this band just to play a couple of college shows. And then it immediately became a much more collaborative experience between us, you know. So there was a search for, uh, the, the memory is, is, is relatively distant now, but I just remember having the name, the name feeling right. And then things happening in our personal lives that gave weight to the name for me. And it was just like time to go. So. I know the birthday it was February fifth. We decided February fifth, twenty eighteen. We decided that's the name. Let's do this. Yeah, I've yeah. heard names have got to have strong consonants. Names of films, names of bands. Mm. The Murder Capital's got it, baby. Yeah, man. Don't mind me. You don't it's mind cool me saying baby. <laughs> <laughs> Six syllables, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good strong. Yeah. Yeah, because we. We have the opposite with our podcast name. The shame we feel about the name of our really? podcast. Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> like, it's crap. I was talking to someone last night. I was talking to Romesh about um, being podcasters and stuff. And Well, that, it's just it's all rather embarrassing anyway. Let but it but <laughs> I can't, but Chatterbix, what? And people go, oh, what's the name of your podcast? Oh, it doesn't matter. Don't listen to it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Chatterbix. It's sort of. That, I think that you know your demeanor. Your demeanor sells it further, Joe. Yeah. I want. Oh. I want to listen. I want to listen to stuff that people don't want me to to listen to. You know? Well, you're on the right pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. texts and say, "Oh, but listen to the pod. We feel sick, don't we, David?" Yeah. Oh, who, who came up with it? David. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's stuck though, isn't it? People it was in the first episode. David, I listened back because I was fur- like furious about it because it's now two years on. And David said, "I want to call it," um, and it was like Chatterbox or something. And I was like, "We're not calling it anything like Chatterbox." And then you just dug your heels in and said, "It's a morning show about chattering." It's going to be called Chattervix, and I just didn't agree. And then, yeah, well, I, did, like, I didn't think it was going to like climb to these heights. No, we, no, we didn't realise we'd be as big as Murder Capital in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, David, where's David? Where's the green jeans then in the in the relationship? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I was, but they said it was online. Chattervix was online. Yeah, three hundred people were listening. God, what do I want to know? What's it like being a band? <laughs> What's it like being in a band that is is successful? Like you're yeah, on. The you've up. been in a band, David, haven't you? Give a little bit of context to yeah. Color, let's hear about that. Color was it? Color of Mary. Yeah, Color of Mary. We were called. <laughs> you oh, don't nice. always get weak, the name right, do weak, you? Weak name. No. Contentious. Color of Mary. Well, well, it was named after a Lovejoy episode. Of if it, was it Sunday night drama from, <laughs> from the 80s? <laughs> if you were in a battle of the bands and you were coming up again and you were driving there, you go, what's the name of the other bands? And one of them was Color of Mary. Would you be going? Oh, I, you'd, I think you'd go. Hmm. 
<laughs> what was what kind of music were you making? The Cure. The Cure. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it had to be some kind of like Killing Joker. Yeah. Kind of like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. We did a battle <laughs> of the bands. So we came third out of four. <laughs> third out of three. And you're currently top of the charts. And David came third of four in an East Grinstead battle of the bands. What makes you not so good? Why are you good and I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind synergy. of energy. It's just synergy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So how did you how did you all meet? We met in college. Uh, we met in in music college in Dublin. There was a different drummer and a bassist at the at the at the formation of the band. Um, we, myself, Pump and Irv, just wanted to do it every day, um, and sort of wanted to make it our life's focus. And the other guys, at a certain point, didn't, so they left. We found Gabe and D, and uh, ever since then we were flying. You know, it was kind of that was in July. We. June, July, the five of us played together for the first time and we recorded. What year? What year? 2018. Right. And then we recorded When I Have Fears with Flood in February 2019 or March 2019. Yeah. So when you first sort of played together, did you go, this sounds all right? This actually sounds. Yeah. Well, I I met James because I was doing like a, a thing for his class. I was the year ahead and they needed like people from that year to come in and just play in the house band for a class. And James was always like kind of, when we're, there's like a bunch of songwriters and their whole thing that week was they either bring in a song, write in all the notes so the house band play it and they perform it within like half an hour. And uh, within that, like uh, you meet like a lot of personalities and like immediately kind of like James stood out to me and he came up with a song, um, Birthday Boy, which I hope some people hear someday, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, th- th- that we, as soon as we played it, we're like, okay, we're going to do this in like the LNL, like we're going to audition it to try get one of the, the college gigs. And we kind of just stayed working with each other since then. Right. Did you get the college gig? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We off were, the we back were of pre- Birthday Boy. Birthday Boy. We were decently successful off the back of Birthday Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. Lions you know stuff. that thing when bands get together at schools and 99% of them sound like shite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you just not when you got together? Did you go, oh, we sound okay? We wrote a couple. Of, we wrote a couple of clangers. Don't get me wrong. Like I think, yeah. yeah. But like, you actually, you know what? Though looking back, like even the stuff we were doing in college, I still kind of stand behind it. Like it was much more simplistic in its nature than what we're writing now. I think, but um, we always had like a good direction. Of um, there was good soul in what we did. I I thought you know yeah. we wrote more. Like we wrote like more is less early on, which is a track off our first album that we still we still play live and, and people really uh, connect with like so from from the beginning actually we were kind of just i don't know there was something happening in dublin at the time there was something there's an intention behind yeah, us as well like we were very hungry for it like yeah we kind of all been in different scenes and just kind of like being around people as well that are inspiring and just then when when you kind of grasp them as something that's your own and it's exciting that you know there was a feeling between the five of us that we can do something with this yeah Mm. Oh, how exciting how exciting and how did that first gig go i irv always irv always recounts it like is is like i think irv wasn't in the band for birthday boy and he remember he he recalls that like at the this 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 tune finished and i i got off the stage got into the audience and applauded us 
<laughs> and he oh. was like, I wanna I wanna work with that guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was that was the kind of demeanor I had in college. Like I was like, oh, we're gonna do this. Like that was it. It was not like always the way, you know. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but what about I was always interested about in stuff like getting signed and all that. How did have you uh, you've been signed, I take it, and all that? Yeah, there was like we're, we're independent. There was a flurry of that at the beginning. There was like in college, we were getting calls from people at Universal. I remember there was like hints. What? There was like a college. Yeah. yeah, college. Yeah, I don't know how it was all happening, but one day, basically, what happened was one day I was sitting at home. This would be July, maybe June twenty. Wait, 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 go back. Like we, we recorded a video. Yeah. For for more is less. Yeah. So this it is was it. Just, this it was it was an off thing, but this it, it, it had released and come out. And we didn't think much of it. And then like two weeks later, this stuff starts to happen. Really? Yeah, this is it. So, so two weeks later, my my phone, you know, it just rang one day. And it was like, this is uh, so-and-so from uh, a music law firm in London. And we think you're going to need like representation because there's a lot of interest in you. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I got off the phone and like... Uh, I spoke to someone I know who like, uh, my, like my dad used to work in music as an engineer, uh, back, you know, a, f- a few years back. So I was like, do you ever heard of this law firm? Or we did a little bit of research to see like, is, is it legit? And they were legit. And then for two weeks straight, my phone rang like crazy. I don't know where they got my number. I don't know any of that, but I, and then it was in the middle of this that the guy, the drummers and the bassist left the band. Timing is everything. So myself popping out. The timing is perfect, right? So myself pumping her. <laughs> <laughs> now the phone's ringing. I'm gonna. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's not an investment banker now, is he? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect that, like you yeah. know, assured assuredness of de- of yeah, decision. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Into the music as much, you know. Yeah. Fair enough, though. Um. So then, basically, Pumper and I were like over in London. We had like 25 meetings in about five days with every label, every agent, every manager. Right. What's that home. feel like? Oh, overwhelming. As a band. How you, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. Walking around Soho. Is it Soho? We were yeah, walking we did, we around Soho, everywhere. It's cool, Barbican. So. Like we went everywhere. Like, Surely. Are you giving it the big one walking down the street? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, smoke? Yeah, did like, you smoke? Do you smoke? I bet yeah, I'll be smoking yeah. outside then. Put, dropping the fag and pushing my yeah. foot on it and yeah. go, let's yeah, go and have yeah. a meeting, guys. Yeah, we did that. We yeah. did that. We were like straight up to the desk. They were like, do you want anything? We were like, a couple of San Pellegrino lemons, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll put my feet up on the desk. Yeah. Please. Please, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you at this point? Uh, I think I was like 23, 22. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think so. Pump, you would have been 20, 20 just the year, you're a year younger than me. Ridiculous. Irv is like... Irv was like 19 or 20. Irv was 19, yeah. 19? Was 19. That's what? Okay, I always do in my head what we're doing. What are you doing at 19? <laughs> what was I doing at 19? I was writing Happy Happy Girl. Yeah. So, More or less off the back of that. Pretty, pretty similar without the meetings, though. <laughs> without the meetings? <laughs> <laughs> without, imagine, imagine that week, but without those 25 meetings. <laughs> it would have been just an, an image of us just suffocating on the july london tube like that was that was pretty much, oh, <laughs> was yeah. pretty much the rest of what was going on so we, met, we, a lot of we met a lot of characters that week you know we met a lot of characters and we just had to we were 
you know, we were just kids and we were just trying to figure out these people's like, you know, intentions. That was it. We were trying to. Is the music industry mad? Is it mad? Yes. It's fucking, it's fucking insane. We we were pretending the entire time as well that we, there was a drummer and bassist just in Ireland that just couldn't yeah. come over because of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were just like, they're like, oh, why didn't they come over? And we're just like, oh, it's, it's more like just the three of us. Like, we're just usually the ones managing this band and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But they're there. Yeah, we were like, they're there. That's all good. How did you choose who to go with it? Yeah. We just, uh, so I basically, we started fishing around through friends and stuff. There was a couple ideas popping up. We were very tentative to like you know jump on anything because we were like this has to be right so with dear mid i actually text uh best mates are like fontaines at the time and still are and uh, i text tom the drummer in fontaines and i was like do you know anybody and him and dean yeah that annoys do... me though that you're best mates with them how do you not annoy best... david it's frustrating for you <laughs> yeah. how do you become best friends with other bands <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. What's that like? Because do you drink in the same pub? Or... Yeah, exactly. There was a, right. there's a there's a bar there's a bar and a club in 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 Dublin garage bar, which is gone now, but the Workmen's Club, where everyone hung out and danced, and and we right. we, we basically played a show as under James McGovern, um, early early on, and Trev who, Trevor Dietz who runs who runs and manages the Workmen's, um. And books for it. He he manages Fontaines, and he was out that day. He was away that day, so he got Carlos from Fontaines to look after us in the green room, and that's how we met them. And we sort of stayed close friends, and and sort of you know came up together in some manner or means. You know, yeah, that was how that relationship yeah. started. Even all that sounds cool. I know it does. Mm, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> I want you to say it was shit. Yeah, David was hoping for the opposite, like it's ground you down. But, yeah. but if anything, it's given you wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the wings are embroidered. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, beautiful. With, with, with green denim. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest of all the denims. Okay, so so how did how so you 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 chose your yeah, text Tom, basically. I was like, do you know anyone? And him and D, our drummer, used to basically do this thing called a hit machine in Dublin, which was like a drumming core of dudes in, in like, uh, kilts. Kilts. We would do, like, corporate gigs and different events and stuff like that. And he was like, Dearman's your guy. So we met D. We sat down. We had a meeting. We basically were like, what do you, what music do you like? What do you, you know, do you want to fucking do this? And we did it. And then with Gabe, it was like, Gabe was also in the college. We knew each other a bit. We'd been doing a bit of a bit of partying together, a bit of a bit of uh, you know uh, karaoke things like that. And uh, we asked Gabe. We actually poached Gabe from another band to be oh, to be frank. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. How's that other yeah. band going? They're going good now. Actually, oh, yeah, they're doing they? sweet. Like, yeah, they're doing the name, sweet. The name's Thumper, check them out. Thumper, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good, good name. name as well. That's a good name, Thumper. Yeah, they're, they're great lads. They're actually great real name. absolute sweethearts. Like, uh, but it was Gabe. It was Gabriel's decision creatively, I suppose. You know, he'd been in that band for a while. He wanted to change. So, yeah. Uh, and that's it. That was that's us then. Since then. So you've got now. You've got is that management or label? I don't really understand the difference. We got management and live agents out of that. I think we got yeah. And then basically we we started our own label 
in tandem with our management company uh, at that time and we um that's how we started releasing was self-releasing because yeah there was like we met a lot of labels but it, you know the thing is like it's not really it's so different nowadays you know it's not really that lucrative to sign with a with a label like you don't get those you don't get those like mad advances not for like rock and roll man like you might get it you know what it used to be a few years ago yeah you hear about the stories loads whenever we were meeting people at that time during the week they would just recount stories from like 20 years ago and everyone is always upset about it and stuff but it's (laughs) some of those stories are actually kind of crazy and just like uh uh, they don't seem based in reality anymore, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like sitcom with a DVD. And all yeah, that, when we when we wrote a sitcom, it was when no one was earning any money. <laughs> like, <for fuck laughs> we sake. timed it just as the uh... <laughs> yeah bubble burst. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. you can have a sitcom. How um, do you survive as a band now? Then how do you manage? We 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 basically just you know pay ourselves like a, 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 a an amount that allows us to like live a life, and yeah. um, you know as you grow that it's it's a it's very much like a the pendulum either eventually swings or it doesn't for bands i think you know i think yeah. once it swings you can you can be in for making a decent living and and beyond you know it's all about touring man it's all about like just touring and and merch and yeah how does the pendulum swing now it's not it's not radio play or anything like that is it or it's more like the pendulum is just more like you know you get to a certain level where you're playing main stage festivals or, or the second stage of festivals those are where the where the where the where it's lucrative is right. festival fees so, and like so that is the route that is the one and only route we get big enough that we have a following that we can go on the road yeah. and make pretty much because how there's there's five of you in the band yeah so, yeah. so that's got to be a big old tour then isn't it to sort of yeah exactly and then you've got you know you you go on tour like we were on we were going through Europe there um, in February, and yeah, you've got like eleven people on that bus. So it's you've got five band, but you've also got the tour manager, the lighting designer, the sound engineer, um, you've got the merch person. Um, so you got all these people. It becomes like this like touring uh, entity, this sort of business, you know. Um, yeah, and everyone gets paid and. Um, it's a fucking beautiful place of like a real feeling of like sort of uh, a family of gang mentality. That's why yeah. I think famously it's very, it can be very difficult to come off tour, you know, to the silence mm-hmm. of, of your bedroom. And have you gigging this year? Have you noticed crowds getting bigger? Yeah. We've upped some of our venues from before. Really? So Ooh, it's really just, it's, it's nice as well. Like when you're releasing new music and the venues get bigger and then everyone's singing the new songs and stuff, it's, what Crazy. sort of size are the venues now then? Uh, we did Kentish Town Forum. That, that was the yeah, that's that's big. Yeah. That's big, isn't it? That was the last gig. Yeah, it's yeah. like two odd thousand, something like that. Like they're coming, they're shaping up. You know, we've still got we've still got a long way to go in our in our desired trajectory. Like for us, it's like we really, you know, the goal is to to get to be playing in arenas, and to sort of get to that and and maintain that level. Like uh, one thing in the murder capital sort of manifesto, I think for us has always been longevity of career, you know, yes, not making decisions based on what can maybe earn us a quick buck or, you know, what might be like, you know, how to, you know, it's all, it's always been about how can we set ourselves up to be able to make, you know, 15 albums, you know, over whatever, you know, that's. That's where our heads you are. You seem at. very wise beyond your years. Yeah, I've you never are. Had, I've never had thoughts like that in my entire life. 
<laughs> Someone who wrote Birthday Boy. You see, my... <laughs> your evolution is incredible. Wait, 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 you hear Birthday Boy? <laughs> no, that, that's the chorus of Birthday Boy, David, is I can be your birthday boy in my underwear. Yes. <laughs> I blush then. Okay. What kind of pot? Right, here's a question. You've mentioned it. What is it like getting on stage, you're playing a song, and suddenly the audience is singing it back at you? It's a new experience for us. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, it really is. is that off the yeah. top of being top of the char- charts? No, like, I, no, like we definitely experienced it loads at the start as well. But I will say that like, I think coming on this tour now with the fans having two records yeah. to sort of live in, they're much more involved, I feel like. I can kind of just step away from the mic now and they'll be, they'll be taking the whole thing, you know? Fuck. Um, it's a... It's, it's a very life-affirming feeling to be sincere. Amazing. Even, yeah. even like the lowdown songs, like not the kind of super catchy stuff. Like there, there was one song they sing, like the lie becomes self, that they were shouting out, don't get it twisted. I think it was in London. They were shouting, don't get it twisted back at us. And it was yeah, just, there's a few places like that. Yeah, it was amazing. I'd have to start undoing my shirt or something. <laughs> and but I'll your, do your feathers must up. get all puffed up. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know the Dice Man? Yeah, the dice man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, 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 that, that's the only comedian I've seen where, like, like the fans are shouting back the jokes. Right. And oh, yeah, the like, dice man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the nursery rhyme. Yeah. Or what's it? Is like dirty nursery rhymes kind of bit. Uh, yeah, comedians amazing. all get, get very jealous of bands because they have, like, a, a set list that people know and want to hear again, you know, like, whereas mm. comedians have to... Right. Is it that comedians sort of want to be cool, fed up with being idiots, and musicians sort of want to be idiots, fed up with having to be cool? <laughs> or am I talking out of my ass Well, there was a massive gap a afterwards. Of... So that... <laughs> it made everyone go, this is a lovely question, David. <laughs> Let's just think about that in silence for a while. There's still a, couple of, there's still a couple of musicians who definitely think it's, like, cool to be dumb, you know, and I think that's just gone way out now. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah i'm thinking of someone yeah i can think of i i can think of someone straight up <laughs> yeah. um, but like yeah it's i don't know it just seems like i like irrelevant. bands to be cool i like bands to be cool i uh, yeah i want to look up to them i think what cool is is just authentic right so like i know bands who are like probably like on the on the outside they're just quite nerdy but they're quite cool you know because they just like do their thing they're, mm. they're like off kilter mm. Um, it's not exactly what you think of like when you think of Jim Morrison, but like it's its own brand of like mm. real. You're just you know? given cool, aren't you? You know yeah. what I mean? You either yeah. are, you're not. Because yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> must be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like you talking about green jeans is very different to me talking about. Green <laughs> you just have to, you just have to, you just have to own the green jeans. You know? Yeah, you like, do. Green jeans I can't, right, no, Jane, I can't, I can't own anything. Own I can't own green jeans on my life. I think it's everything, every unconscious decision I make yeah. is the opposite of cool. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'll, just the way I maybe go, do you like these jeans? 
But Joe, I think people look at you and go, he's cool. He's cool. Who does? Joe, I think you're cool. Yeah, you're cool. There you go. That's exactly what I wanted to hear so badly. There you go. You've made me laugh a fucking thousand times. So that's cool. It's cool. Don't well up again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on the line. I'm on the edge here, James. Uh, I, need you to, I need you to say something horrible right now. We love a good cry in the murder capital. So come on, <laughs> yeah. Let it Welcome to the cry pod. I, uh, yeah, I, have, I, have got, I have cried on it. Um, well, yeah, maybe I'm cool. Yeah. Sorry. Let's focus back on that. No. Um, <laughs> what's yeah. happening now? Then what's going on now? What What's the trajectory? How's you know? Because we were talking about how we think we're going to be on your in ten years time, there's yes. a documentary about you, and this they're going to ask for this footage. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's look at them there. Look at them there. But people will be going, "Who are the two older guys?" <laughs> Oh, he died of cancer six months ago. <laughs> oh, he's got, <laughs> he's got Parkinson's. Oh, man. Don't worry about them. They both, Folk, both got dementia about a week after that. on their new album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We're just, like, writing another record. We just started writing another record, and uh, we're about to go to America. So that's, that's the next headspace. Yeah. It's, like, the big, dirty month in america on the in the van with you know insane drives and bizarre cultures and god that sounds i want to do that and I've never it is exciting of... yeah like to actually do the drive as well yeah so mm. like, I, I thought for a while when I, when I just saw the routing and stuff i thought eventually it'd be like a midway point where we're flying over the east side but we're literally driving from the west coast up around the north into into the east or the Amazing. from the east coast to the west. Sorry, that's oh, and you're doing that drive with some lovely songs in your back pocket as well. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not just driving <laughs> <laughs> like, like I would be. You've got some songs in your back pocket. Yeah, there's a yeah. reason they're going. If that's what you mean. Yeah. We've got a we've got a spreadsheet. We've got a spreadsheet and a presentation ready. Yeah, like, yeah, got, yeah. You know, we're gonna be like, yeah. yeah. Are you going to like Middle America and places like that? Because I always you always hear bands doing that, and then they go to like I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Ticket sales are low in Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, even that's... We're going to have a couple of those. I'm, I'm imagining that, you playing and then, I don't know why I'm saying this, actually, I'm going to bail out. Uh, but I'll say what I was going to say. I was, no, imagine, go, go, go. I was imagining you playing to like half a like half empty room and then yeah. it getting around town, you're really good. And then people start coming out of their houses and coming <laughs> to the kids. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're, we're playing on the, on the roof of the local club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And you brought you brought the community together. That's what's yeah. going on in my head. Um, we, we did we did um, America just before COVID. Oh, did you? And yeah, like we only got like two dates in, and then COVID happened, right. and oh, we, we got cancelled. But uh, the, when we played Boston, um, it was usually like for it was on the first album. Everything's kind of heavy, so it'd be mosh pits. This mosh pit opened up, and as soon as there was space, this guy came in and he started break dancing. <laughs> In the middle of the bed, yeah. like right. full on doing the whole like on his head, spinning around shit, like it was. Fucking hell. Yeah, America, baby. I ruined a breakdance. Com- yeah. I bro- I ruined a breakdance competition once. Did you? How? I was drunk, and there was we went into this because you know um, a few years ago there wasn't pubs closed at eleven, yeah. so if you wanted to have another drink, you had to go to a nightclub, and we walked into this nightclub, and there was about three hundred people around watching a breakdance competition, and. I don't want to tell 
Yeah, we got involved because we were drunk. Oh, that'll, re- that'll strike a chord with listeners. Oh. <laughs> I want to know, like, what, what, what for, for both of you, like, what is the general headspace like writing comedy? Is it a lonely endeavor? Is it like uh, an endeavor that you find, um, like how often is it fulfilling? How often do you find that it like actually gives back? Cool. I I can't I can't write on my own. I can't write comedy on my own. I have to have right. someone to bounce it off. Otherwise, it's more fun it, on your own. Yeah, on your own. Um, sorry, with someone. I mean, yeah, it feels wow. like it feels like a job on your own. Yeah, that's a great you had with, said, didn't he? he said, yeah, I can't. And I, it's the editor in my head is way too loud when I'm writing on my own. So I write one line, just say it's shit. Yeah. Whereas if you've got someone else laughing or saying, no, it is shit, you can can move on quicker or I can give you a little bit of confidence or, yeah. It's it's hard to find someone to write with, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's tough. Have you ever ever sat in, like, you know, like one of those, like, rooms at, like, a, you know, a bunch bunch of people at the table? Like, what's that like? What's that experience like? It must be electric. You've done more of that, haven't you, Joe? It's a weird one. I've been in writing rooms and, and, what I've noticed is some people are, I'll say it nicely, are good at those rooms, sort of say a lot. Mm. And they're kind it's of the loudest, uh, loudest, the loudest uh, and I don't yeah. think it really worked for me because I, I just said, oh, I'm just going to, do you mind if I just write, do you mind if I ruin, ruin it by breakdancing? And uh, <laughs> I just sent stuff in the next day because I just remember one person sort of dominating and it just felt like maybe if it was managed really well, it would be amazing. Do you know what I mean? If everyone if everyone had the right amount of space, I think it because it yeah. sounds like obviously with American shows they have writing teams and they're brilliant. All these Ameri- shows coming out of America, so they obviously work. But just the couple I were in was just like it was just like. Mm-hmm. Imagine like if one person's loud, then you're just like fighting again. Because if you're going to then kind of come into that world, it, you don't. It, it's it's horrible to be around two people being loud in a big room. Yeah, it it just it gets yeah. even weirder then. Yeah, it's kind of like better to let. Oh, the room dynamic has been set here. And, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah, that's yeah. Exactly so what it, was. it needs to be open. It needs to be like maybe if someone is talking, they have to fetch ideas from somebody else. Like just be like, well, mm. there's a room of people here, and this person's here for a reason. Let's hear them. Yeah, you're yeah. spot on. It's like, like the room was working like that, and that was the way it was going to work all day. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting as well because it's like a room of, of it like effectively that. a room of like you know. Yes, there's a collaboration happening, but it is also like the individual ego, I suppose, you know, working towards their own. Everyone's on their own yeah. comedy path, I suppose, or their own writing path, you know, and it's like it's not different to a band in the sense that at the end of the day of the band, we're sort of pulling together towards this like yeah. conceived goal of what the murder capital is, for example, I guess. What's the yeah, process people... of it then? Yeah, how does it work? Does someone bring in an idea and you work yeah, on and that? Yeah, what or... is that like, bringing in a new idea? So, so you've just had a really successful album. Now you're starting a new one. You bring in the first idea of the next album. How, That's nervous, how, isn't it? Yeah, how, much, how many nerves? Well, we, we've gone through like a range of uh, emotions while writing in, in, in terms of like there's times where we handled that room badly um, and there's times where we've been incredibly fruitful, but we've learned a lot over like the last few years. And, and at the moment now, like it's, it, it's encouraging to bring stuff in, you know, um it, it's great we're all five of us are like open nice. to a point to like we, knowing what an idea is at the start whereas sometimes when you like you know you're insecure about things you, you and an idea comes in you kind of expect it to be at a point yeah but then, then that just like it kind of 
stops the process in a sense because you know nothing comes in like not everything comes in perfect you know what i mean those, those yeah. ideas are uh, and uh we're we've gotten used to just like let's just take this idea and see where it goes and go down that kind of path yeah. with it to where it needs yeah. to go are you more um, if you write a guitar riff and you bring it in are you more confident now um knowing whether the rest of the band will like it yeah or, or even just that like it, it doesn't have like before maybe it's like you want everyone to like it from the beginning yeah now it's kind of like no let's let's just approach this like not not everyone's on board at the start that's not like uh uh not 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 they're not on board but like uh you know it, it might take a while for someone to understand what somebody else is doing and i think mm. the five of us give each other that time and patience and, and trying to understand like oh what is it what is this idea what is it what do you feel when it came into your head like you're, you're the creator of it what is it that uh was inspiring for you to keep like you know the melody what, what grabbed you yeah yeah i think i think the like i think the um sometimes the battle in the in in any form of like creativity i find is that you're trying to like creativity itself and, and creating something is a very uh present experience i find when it's like something worthwhile like any any lyric or poem that i write or any part or any song it's it's lacking that sort of like cerebral logical thing that i feel like that's the the balancing act in any in any like room or studio is that when we're trying to write it's trying to stay in the correct mindset for what you're trying to achieve at that moment if you're trying to express something or you're trying to create something together it's trying to stay out of that logical head but then you know you very quickly in the process have to switch into that editing yeah. mode yeah, I think it's being able to switch in and out of that mm. in a way that's actually conducive to the process is is the thing is is the is the lifelong endeavor in, in creativity. I think you know, yeah. Because like Pump, like Pump saying, you know, it's like you bring something in, you're showing it to everyone. I think when you're younger, you need everyone to like it to work on it. Whereas now, you know, a couple of years into our career, we're able to see that like you actually don't need that. You just need everyone to trust each other to work on it. Yeah. That's the depth of what we've, of, 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 or, you know, that's kind of like the, the, the surface understanding of what we need to do to move forward creatively, you know, because we have five people with five different tastes in, in art and music and, and those things cross over at times. And at times we have like, you know, complete disagreement on what is the direction or what we think is cool or what we, what we are affected by and those things like you know those things remain deeply philosophical i think because it's like the complexity of where everyone's at on a given day with their mood and what's happened to them that morning and everything is affecting their reaction to this music so you're really trusting that the outcome will be a murder capital track and like to me like a murder capital track like you know people can bring in like fully finished ideas but to me, it won't go on record with our name on it until everyone's kind of touched it in a way, you know. Like That's it a needs... lovely way of thinking about it. Yeah, like, yeah. When you when you do stand up, if you've got an idea and you try you try a joke or an idea for the first time, and you get a laugh, there's so much pleasure and sort of relief in the same moment. And I think you always try and recreate that again with that idea or that joke, but you sort of can't. So. The, when you do open mic gigs, they're sort of the most exciting because it's the first time you're showing it to someone and it works. If you've written a great song 
and you have to cheat, just keep repeating it. Do you still get that pleasure hearing it? Or comes and goes. Yeah, like before, I think we were maybe a bit too hard on ourselves with like having to achieve that every time we play it, even at gigs and stuff. But um, you've you've a, a collection of songs, and you you just this one is the one of the night that you know that feels you're connecting with more. And yeah, um, you have to do your best to try and deliver what the intention of the song is every night. But the, what's special to you that night changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. We played a show recently. We played. Um, Manchester Albert Hall, just fuck it. It's a beautiful room. It's incredible. So ornate. And it felt like a, a really special night. We got up, we were having like the tour was, we were killing it. We were like, we come all the way through Europe. Um, I think we were, I don't know if Manchester was like, might have been our first UK show on the tour. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was on that stage and all I wanted to do was get off like second song in i think maybe i was like i felt completely disconnected from it and then i was trying everything and this just happened i think as a performer i'm sure you guys can relate to this like this just happens sometimes sometimes you just do not connect Mm. to your material Mm. on a given night and then it becomes about delivering it so i'm like there's kind of you know we've toured enough now that i know the moves to make and the and the facial expressions to pull and the, you know, the way to sort of deliver these things all, all, all the while I'm sort of trying to draw myself into it, you know, because it's uh, ultimately I find live performance to be a singularity. I feel like there's like, there's no past or future, but there you're, I'm very much just there and I'm trying to connect first of all to the band. That's where it begins. And then with the crowd, and when that's not happening, I, the frustration is to me is is unbearable. You know, I remember I like went down, I went down the side of the stage where there was like a break. I had like you know maybe the start of track called Green and Blue was starting, so I had about like thirty seconds, and I was just like down the side of the stage, screaming, wondering like what to do to get into this, you know. But I could I couldn't, and like I, at some point in the show, realized that like okay, this is. This is all, you know, this is all right. This is just a part of performing night after night. Like, yeah. it, 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 yeah. you're not going to connect every time. And now I just have to like show in some way that I am connecting, you know, and, and I gleaned the surface then of connection within myself to the music. But it was a, it was a big learning moment, I think, because it was like, it took me a couple, a couple of days to like disseminate what had happened and mentally um within the performance but that that gave me the understanding of like you know what like it's all right like that's gonna happen i can't like i can't sing uh you know ethel every night and completely connect to that narrative of having a child of of like bringing life into the onto her you know i it's sometimes it's actually going to become meaningless and then because because it has like with any writing it has some air of personal meaning to it or or a deep personal meaning to it that i think becomes ultimately like frustrate frustrating and and you can put your guard up at that point in a, yeah. in a performance yeah which is where you lose everyone you lose everyone when you when you like are when you check out you know i think it's on unfa- it's like it feels like it feels killer to have a couple thousand people in front of you and you're kind of thinking about checking out you know? Yeah, and then I remember I, I had it like two or three times doing stand up. So I used to do it as a character, 
and I'd be saying the joke, and but detached in my head, mm. going, "What are you doing? Go home. Why are you doing yeah. this?" And the voice, the voice was really loud, and yet you're still doing the performance. But it's so weird. Like yeah. doing uh, what heightens that is when um, you do something like Edinburgh, isn't it, David? Where you do mm. you're in the same room for like thirty nights or something. Yeah, and, man. And then one night it'll go really well, and and then mm. so it's the same. 60 seats or whatever, same room, same you, same mic. Second night, you'd be like, fuck, that went through the floor. Yeah. And then there's times where you go, it's not like really resonate where you go, it's not quite working, but I'm doing everything the same as I did yesterday, but there's just not the glint in my eye. Or, mm. or they can just tell that you're, you're 5% less or something. And then it's just it's just okay. And you go, that's yeah. okay. Right. Which is which is which is like the old like I think like the ultimate like uh, pain or like the worst thing I can hear after a show is like someone I remember especially in the early days, you know when we had like less music and history behind us, people someone saying like yeah it was it was good, you know yeah or someone saying did like, you did you enjoy yeah, it that's hard. Oh, did God. you did, did you have a nice yeah. time yeah someone yeah. hating it is fine is someone yeah. going no it's all right it's all right yeah yeah. I, I'll forget it in fifteen minutes. Cool. Thanks a lot. You almost yeah. you almost welcome welcome the hatred as well yeah, because yeah. the hatred's often fun. It's also often hilarious, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, At least you've created something in the room yeah, yeah, rather than yeah, an emotion, yeah. Rather than I mean yeah. I, I, that's something I respect about comedians because you guys go up there and do it by yourself. Um whereas like what James is talking about is like James had like a bad gig in Manchester, but the four of us had a great gig. Yeah. yeah. And and then you can come off. Stage Are you aware that this, he's this, having a bad gig? Sometimes you tell somebody on stage if you're having a bad one. Like right. this thing about a band is that like you share that night. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, there's still uh, there's still like, there's five people in the band, and and at any moment one of us could be having you know not into it or whatever like that because you've just been on the road, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, there's a lot of like um, there, there, it's nice to have that like someone that night. Like might be having a bad one, but like the show is still going on, like it's still being carried. Like there's there's a sense of trust between all five of us that you know we're all giving it, even mm, if yeah. someone's like having a bad night. That, that there's yeah. like there's this thing to it where don't worry, like even if you're having a bad one, people do pick it up. Yeah, pick it, like yeah, it's so true. Of, it's so true of a band. Like I think like our emotions, having spent so much time together, our our, our emotional gauge of each other is is inextricably linked in a way that like it's all it's almost dissociating because you can feel the energy off someone else whether it's on the stage or in the room and you know if they're choosing to communicate that or not you know it's it's very much we're very much affected by by that because we are almost like one sort of unit up there you know yeah so it's very hard as an outsider to imagine like that like it felt like because because i don't know it at all you go it's hard to imagine sort of not feeling it when obviously it's a stupid thing to say, but there's 2,000 people, they're enjoying it, and there's just something you're not quite feeling. Aren't you dead behind the eyes doing your stand up, Joe, sometimes? <laughs> I don't think we needed, we did, didn't need sometimes. <laughs> no, but I mean, as a band, because it's like the reaction looks so incredible. Like, it, yeah, it just yeah. looks like you couldn't get, couldn't not get swept up in it. Like, as someone who's never done it, you go, that's yeah, it's, obviously it's just great fun. Mm. I started doing yeah. this thing recently where I started like, like 
which would give me a lot of energy during the shows. Like, not that I need it. Like, most shows are the fucking best thing in the world, best feeling you could ever hope to achieve in this life. Uh, from my experience, it's like playing these shows, like being in front of crowds, feeling, feeling that, like that, uh, it's like that energy being created. You know, there's something about like recording a record where you're recording these songs and then you press one day, you all decide we're going to stop recording these songs. Yeah. It's time to stop, you know? Oh my God. So then you, you stop recording them and then it's like this thing lives as a as a groove in a vinyl or as a file on you know on the internet and then you're the thing that grows with it and you change and you listen to a song you listen to fucking rolling stones wild horses when you're seven years old you listen to it when you're 25 years old and you have a completely different experience with it right then there's like the live show where i feel like the live show is this like the beauty of the live show is there is the possibility of anything happening and everyone is going to be within this singular memory. Everyone will perceive it differently. That's human, the human condition, but there's a possibility of a memory to be created that night. And I think like I've been really focused on that. And another thing I've been doing on this tour uh, of Gigi is like looking at the kid who's got their eyes closed and is like in it. You know, not yeah. the person who's like trying to get your attention. Yeah. Not the people in the front row who are like waving signs or whatever it is. It's like the person who's like somewhere in the middle, their fucking eyes closed and they are just, I just stare at them. And that's, I, you can, I can like feel that, like, you know, there's something happening there. There's something amazing. that they're, they're connected to, you know. That's yeah. amazing. But also feel like, God, open your eyes and you'll see he's looking. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn, I put on my green jeans today. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. I'm wait I'm the guy at the front waving my green jeans to be honest with you. Yeah. My paranoia would be he's having a little snooze. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the difference between us, David. Why are you bored? Mate? You do get you do you do get the Monday night yawners, you know, you always get the, the, the fella in the corner who's having a good yawn and like yeah. you're like you're, you're like, No, he's just yawning because like, you know. Oh, yeah, a big week. Like, yeah, yeah, he's had a touring day. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a guy at, at a gig recently that he was in a wheelchair on the side, and he was like given in all socks. He's throwing himself like, and the whole time I was like, like I was having an, an all right gig, but I was like, Jesus, I, I love your man's energy. Yeah, the whole time, and it, it, like he looked really old, and, and and he just the way he was throwing himself, I was like, this that guy's incredible. Like, yeah. if, anyone, if I'm doing this gig for anyone, it's for that guy, oh, right? Yeah. And then like near near the end of the gig, he gets up. And I fucking, like, I had a heart attack. I was like, <laughs> he can walk, like, you know. <laughs> I knew this song was good. I didn't think yeah. it was that good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the pod. I hope you're enjoying it. But um, just wanted to tell you that we have a Patreon page you can join if you're enjoying what we do. And you can get even more of us. Oh, can you imagine? Oof. So as little as £3 a month, you can get early access to podcasts, behind-the-scenes bits and bobs. We post pics and videos of what we're up to. Um, there's even an opportunity to come on the show, if that's what you fancy. There's access to our Discord channel, where the serious Chatterbiscuits gather and chat nonsense. It's basically a really lovely community of idiots like us, and I'm guessing probably like you. So uh, if you fancy that, go to patreon.com forward slash Chatterbix. Now... Enjoy the rest of the pod. Patreon, give it to me. Patreon, I need it.
one more question it's a bit of a weird one but go for it take how, your time what was the process of writing ethel like did you come in with the riff or did you create it all together and how did you write that song from second one to the end it was the riff it was, was yeah, it i like um we were we were in the room and we just been like this is when we were in wexford and i just that just came out of thin air that 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 riff was just like uh, I, I just the melody the first few notes of the melody came and I just followed it for a bit within like half an hour we had the whole thing and we just jammed it it just felt like we should really be sitting on that the whole time and see yeah, what yeah how do you make that decision that no we're going to stick with this instinct you just feeling just you just got to call it um, it just felt like this is right I, I don't really sometimes you're playing something and you're like oh we could go here we do that but it's just like why would I want to leave this? I'm enjoying yeah. this. Why, 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 do, why would I want to? So you start playing it. Do the rest of the band go? <laughs> no. There's a little bit of that. Someone's in the kitchen, like, buttering their toast, and they might, like, peek their head around the corner, like, what's that? Oh, you know? nice. Yeah, yeah oh. just a little bit. Because like, we, we went to this... Can you imagine doing that, David? Well, I had it on the sofa. I wrote a little tune two weeks ago, and my wife went, is that yours? Yeah. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, all I, yeah. that's all I needed. Yeah. That's all I needed. That's a microcosm yeah. of what goes on in our room. Yeah. 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 Except I was in my pants and uh, sort of six stone overweight. Anyway. Yeah, for context, though, we were down in this house in, we- we were down in, this house in Wexford in 2020 for, or 2020 to 2021, I think. Yeah for nine months we were in rural ireland for nine months in this house like just the five of us you know it was it was locked down most of the time yeah i still can't get over the beauty of the fact that the only person we could see was the girl who served us our coffee in the local (laughs) cafe and her name was hope right (laughs) wow (laughs) so we had like a crack with that but i remember i actually don't remember personally the first time pump played ethel I do remember working on it though, and I remember the process of us working on it. And there was something in those in those periods of writing that Ethel was always, and I always heard it as being what it is now. It really reached the thing that, like I, for me anyway, I wanted it to reach the whole time was that it was always from the minute he played it anthemic. Yeah, there was something in us and in some of us that we were just kind of fighting against. Mm. You know, do you remember it that way, Tom? Um, I, I do like that song pretty much like it got finished within the week and then because of what it was we scrapped it yeah we did we and put it we, we got rid of it like, um, and then we came back to it literally like two weeks before going in to record the album people going through old demos and it was like Irv showed it to his girlfriend yeah, she yeah, was like yeah. why aren't you fucking recording this like oh. you know what I mean? that was we were so lucky with that because I, I remember getting out to Irv like yeah we were we ended up doing two weeks pre, like pre-production slash writing in Slane Castle. We were like really lucky to be invited up to Slane Castle to live in the in the grounds and like to to work in there. And I remember getting onto Herb before we went up, and I was like, "What's going on with a couple of tracks here? There's something missing." You know, there was always something. We just had to push it over the edge. Recording was booked. We were going to go to Paris in uh, March, and that's we were going to do it or March or April. And uh, 
she was like, yeah, you know, and it was actually, you know, what Irv was like the, the sort of main character in like, let's scrap Ethel. Let's not do this. You know? And he texts me and he's like, I think I a feeling we should like work on Ethel again. And I was like, what? Like, cause in, in our, in our band, you know, you have to, it's a democracy. So like if the song is scrapped, you kind of just accept it, right. you know, because it's not right. worth, it's not worth like the emotional baggage of like, yeah. you've had the fight. Like we would have fought over it. Don't get me wrong. There would have been like a serious, uh, tension and, uh, and unnecessary sort of, uh, rowing that would have happened back, back at that time. But we, I remember being like, what the fuck? He's dead. And I, I remember actually thinking like, he's definitely showed this to his girlfriend and she likes it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're all the same yeah and we got we went into we went into like to 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 slay and we worked on it again we were like holy shit we almost left this behind and then we got to Lafret and we're recording it and like i remember irv had his riff for the bridge like in the instrumental section of the bridge yeah i remember john john congleton the producer director was like fuck man and then I, like he was like that riff so big and i was like yeah maybe we should like have it again and then we we figured out together that like that riff should kick in over the second chorus at the end and then like we played it back and it was just electricity like God, i want to be song. in your band like, <laughs> i want to make your band a bit worse <laughs> <laughs> just for six weeks <laughs> can i ruin a leg of your tour <laughs> you can like you can invi- invite us onto one of your panel shows and rinse us publicly you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll happily no. do that if david can go on tour with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to do you want to open for us? Yeah, yeah, man. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Pot Will Eat itself at um I think it was a town and country club. God, and there was uh was it Alan Vega? This old punk was supporting him. Yeah, yeah. So they were sort of in their twenties, twenty late twenties, and he was probably about our age. He was getting bottles of piss thrown at him. And you know, it no was way. honestly it was so that I would, would be definitely my come experience to that with your band. Throw a bottle of piss. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bring a crate. <laughs> <laughs> like some bear, some bear grill shit, man. Yeah, yeah, oh. exactly. Oh, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, you. Lads. It was brilliant. Um, no, yeah. thank you for yeah, having so us. Exciting to be part of your documentary. Yeah, no, <laughs> we should definitely. Uh, I don't know if you do like repeat guests, but we should come back on in a year or two or something yeah. like that. We should like, oh, be little, cool. little acoustic set. Make it like a little annual yeah? thing. Oh. Imagine that a shit acoustic set over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> what, you doing can't, the set? can't right? quite hear it. <laughs> you don't think we do it well, Can I tell you, um, I, I, had, I had a dream I won the Fringe Festival. Did you? Like a couple months ago. And, uh, it's a good I show. You a joke. Good show. I, I won't. No, it's just one joke. Okay. But the joke is it's like it's bad, but it's like it's it's like mixed with the dreaminess. If you can imagine, like I, it was in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was like, geez, I feel amazing. Like everyone was clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I better write this down. I put yeah. it in my notes and I immediately went back to sleep. Like, yeah. And uh, like, a few days later, I was going through my notes writing something else, and I was like, "What the fuck's this?" And I was like, "Oh shit, it's that that joke." But it's it's like the joke was. Uh, right, uh, I'm finding this really stressful now that I've got reaction. <laughs> <laughs> the joke was: this is a I shot in the dark. Go. 
Cool. Hey, the joke is, this is a shot in the dark, but does anyone have a lighter? Oh. And it, like, that's, that, yeah. that's it. <laughs> but it but, you know, you know why people win the Fringe Festival with those, like, yeah. really, those lines? That's what it... It was taken, and I was like, uh, I like I woke up feeling amazing. <laughs> on top of the like, world. Like, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. What, 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 what would that like, get in a comedy? Not, it would I just honestly get a... thought, I thought we were going to get like a little bit of a joke there. Like, I thought, <laughs> sometimes, in fairness, like I will say that like when, when Pumps get, gets going, like if he gets yeah. on a street, he just he's hasn't got fucking, going yet. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> we need another hour. But fair play, you won the you won the fringe. In your you head. won the fringe. Uh, yeah, who the, yeah exactly. the dreamscape fringe. Yeah, the bleach uh, fringe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh well, thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks brilliant. so much for coming on. And, yeah. And yeah. Love congratulations what you're doing, on everything. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, we're 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 big fans of your work. Both of you. It's like really cool to be here. Like honestly. Oh. Well, oh, thank you very much. Thank yeah, you, and come back on and yeah, you know, yeah. if there's anything else you want to. Yeah, until you're too big and can't be asked. Hopefully, that's so very, This very will be the last time we ever see you then. Right, fair enough. <laughs> In fact, we had, when we did our last sitcom, we had Rianne from Wet Leg. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She was our costume. She worked in the costume department. And, no way. And, f- and Shay's Long. So we were filming a scene, and Shay's Long had just come out that day. Holy shit. It had just done, it was going down well, like in the first 24 hours. And Simon Hines, the director, said, Have you heard? Rianne's got a, is she? So I listened to it. Oh, that's good, isn't it? And then that was it. Do you remember what, she had, to, do you remember what she had to Crazy. do, though? Which is so embarrassing. She had to give me a dressing gown as I got out of the sea. <laughs> My little <laughs> white body. What was the show? Uh, it's called The Cotfields. And we were we was yeah. filming a scene on the beach. And uh, it was really embarrassing anyway, because David had ruined my year based on it. But anyway, that's another story. And I had to come yeah. up to sea, and uh, she put a ta- uh, like a dressing gown. I said, thank you. And David went, oh, um, she's just written a really good song. Oh, have you? And then and then I see her at like, Glastonbury, and I was like, that poor girl had to hand me a, a yeah. dressing gown. So I, I, like, I was oh. in a little WhatsApp with her, so I was sort of back and forth. And then I think I sent a message about six months ago. <laughs> Nothing. Sent another one. Nothing. Oh, I'm giving that. Up. <laughs> All I said was another twenty to twenty-five. Then... Listen, yeah. If you if you ever want to go for a coffee, just reach out. Oh. You know, we're not, I, we're not... honestly, you shouldn't say stuff like that to us. <laughs> we are needy beyond belief. And are you, are you going on tour, a UK tour, or have you just finished one? Or? No, we just finished that. Yeah. We just finished one. Did you come down to Devon? I bet you didn't. Didn't bother. No. Nah, we, 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 we didn't. Uh, <laughs> no one comes down. <laughs> no one bothers. What's the venue? Where do we need to play? I don't know. Plymouth or something. We have. Plymouth. We've done Plymouth. Hard. We've been to Plymouth. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. We played Plymouth in 2020. Come down to Plymouth. Fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful. They just said they've yeah. been, David. Yeah. It's great. It's great. great that you can see the horizon in Plymouth. Thank God for that. Have you done Brighton? We have, yeah. Concord, too. Oh, Ooh, Concord, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're coming back to Brighton, actually. We're coming back to Brighton um, May. in May for the Great Escape. We're playing in the big tent on the beach. 
Oh, yes. Nice. You've got to come. you got to come to that. Yes, please. And Petra, yeah. my wife's always talking about things like that and going, why don't we ever go to stuff like that? <laughs> and I'll go, oh, because I'm 48, love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get you a little seat. Oh, and, uh, yes. Oh, can I yeah. can I come? <laughs> oh. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, we'll, we'll, make sure, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, oh, this would be amazing. God, lovely. I can, I can say I can say uh, it's all right. I know the band. Yeah, man. Yeah, and we'll be like, yeah, we know Joe. <laughs> Please like, don't black me. Please don't Joe's a friend of ours. Oh. Now. We got Joe and Joe and David are friends of ours. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're really blankers. Yeah, please don't blank us. <laughs> you get to this age and things like that really scar. <laughs> can you can you bleep this, please, James? But my mate was friends with um Yeah. And uh, they were really quite close and she made it big and he went to see her backstage. She just went, Hi. <laughs> yeah. So just, oh, no. <laughs> just don't please, do that. Please don't do that to us, because I'm gonna tell <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, we have the the ever looming Catholic guilt and sort of need to be put down within our souls, so we'll never be like that. Oh, we benefit from that. We'll never be that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Yeah. Good luck with everything else. Yes. Yeah. Love it. See you on the beach. Yeah, man. See you on the beach. (laughs) Yeah. See you later. Cheers. Thanks a million.